Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff Jets, a football podcast uh, with your hosts, Chris and Charmin. You could follow us everywhere you catch podcasts at Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and you could also listen to us on Sportswire Radio at sportsanarium.com backslash player. Uh, you can follow the station manager, the Reverend Thomas Bryce at Thomas Bryce 2017 for all the scheduling. And you could also follow up the show on Twitter at Liftoff Jets. So, Charmin, what's going on, man? Another, another, w, another L for us <laughs> against Miami in Miami. Yep. <laughs> That's that's what it looked like. I yeah. mean, it probably was the best half that we'd seen our offense play this this season. Yeah, um, for a half. Yeah, for Good. a half. <laughs> Got a lead at the uh, half. Looks good at the half. Yeah. What what was what was the score like? Seventeen nothing or something like that at some point. Yeah, we were up seventeen ten at at the half. We were seventeen ten right. Um, yeah. But, uh, once again, uh, our defense is not able to stop the run. And this week yeah. was the combination of Duke Johnson and Miles Gaskin that ran for, let's see, 32 carries for 161 yards and two touchdowns. Pretty convincing names, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, those those guys would those guys are dangerous running backs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, I, w- I would like to start offensively, man, for a change. Uh, talk about some positivity a little bit. Um, I think you saw a little bit of uh, Mike LaFleur's creativity. A little bit. I yeah. don't know if that's a little bit. I think I think that was a lot. Yeah. I think if creativity good. was I think if creativity was salt and he put it in the food, the food was salty as hell. Most definitely went in his bag and picked up some of this, some stuff that I don't, I think uh, even the announcers couldn't believe what they were seeing. Hmm. Uh, particularly that, 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 that pass to Crowder where Crowder did that throwback to Barrios and took, picked up the third and 12. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I had never seen nothing like that. I don't know. You? No, that was, de- and yeah, the Crowder one was, was crazy. I, I don't think, I don't think we've ever seen that play ever <laughs> and it was it was designed that way because if you look at the play barrios it was like barrios running a smoke route he never even attempted to run a route he just stepped up to the line of scrimmage and just squared up and just stood there waiting for the ball to come his way and the ball got to him and he just took off you know i that was that was new to me but double a lot of double passes a lot of end arounds with barrios and you know um but i think i think the indication i think what the what that indicated to me was the fact that i think we just couldn't beat uh miami's uh i i saw a lot more zone in what miami was doing than man and a lot of but if they were playing man it probably was match probably that's why i was thinking it was zone um because there was times where you see certain guys man up certain guys but then you look other parts and then you would see kind of uh 
kind of a zone being played. So it probably was more of a match situation. Probably one of the reasons why Zach was kind of if, if finicky about getting the ball downfield, especially in the middle of the field. Uh, our friend Andrew Golden, uh, we were talking online, and he pointed out the fact that Zach has had an issue um, targeting the middle of the field since college, which kind of makes sense. Um, that's the part of the game. That's part of the game where you have to be on point. If you any little mistake you make, you get picked. You know, so you have to have ultra confidence um, when it comes to that. So, uh, you know what? But yeah, let me ask you a quick question before you go any further. With yes. some of those uh, fun plays or the gadget plays, whatever, do you think they're thrown in there a little bit more since we did see a few of them in this game? Do you think it was to maybe loosen up uh, Zach Wilson a little bit? Because we've always talked about him being a little bit too... Um, whatever the word amped up in the beginning where he's missing his throat. No, this is kind of loose. No, up. because, because if I look in my notes right now, right on offense, um, the completion, the, the, the first down, the first, first down was a seven yard run by Michael Carter on second and three. It was a, a, a short completion for, for Griffin off of a book of a, 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 a boot, I think to the right. And then right. he completed to Griffin on a short pass, which he took down to like about 12, 15 yards. And off of that, then after that, there was the first end around for eight yards by Barrios. And you see there's another short route, which was a flare to Michael Carter for, for uh, three yards for first down. So the trend you're seeing, you might be right. They might be um, adding a little bit of color to the offense to create more of a, a, you know, stable environment for Zach to thrive in. But I think that, I think main, the main reason for that is the fact that I think just on generic plays where you're asking wide receivers to separate, I think they're having issues with that. Um, I think I, I saw a lot of times where they had a lot of uh, play action and Zach was Zach just had time, and nobody was separating. And uh, when they did separate, unfortunately, there were times when Zach would just miss wide open guys. He didn't see them, not miss them as in he threw the ball to them at all. Right. You know, he kind of stuck on a read, or he never got off it quick enough, or he got off it too fast. So it was a, just a mixed bag of things um, that was going on in the first half. I think the mixture of plays. Uh, was a good thing because it kind of kept the deep, the Miami defense on their heels. The problem is when they went in on in halftime and they made this, the adjustments, the Jets didn't have answers. And it wasn't only that the Jets didn't have answers. I think it was a mixture of the Jets uh, basically, uh, you know, kicking them their own self in the butt. Uh, there was a lot of inopportune penalties, especially on third down. Where you, on first down, where you was going in first and ten, and then, then now you're in a penalty and you're first first and fifteen or first and twenty. Right. That 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 does not work. So you cannot run a stable offense when you're trying to dictate to a defense on first and twenty. So you you're already in in uh you know in over your head. You know, and you, you know, if you're having issues separating, you're having issues, protection issues, which they just had all day. 
uh, um, Fant was out. Uh, you had a backup McDermott as the left tackle. And I think McDermott is not even a backup level player. <laughs> that's how bad, that's how bad he is. It's not even a backup. No, he's not. I mean, backup players have streaks of good football in them. You know, this guy does not even have that. He looks like he's a turnstile. You know, that's what he is. He's just missing blocks and constantly on his heels, bad technique. Just horrible, you know. And um, and that just puts Zach in a lot of issues, man. Uh, so so that that was bad. Um, the pass, the, you know, so they couldn't contain the, the the Miami defense at that time because they constantly, instead of being like I said on the first drive, they constantly uh, started with second and two, first and ten, first and ten, first and ten. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They're constantly getting it on the second drive, second and eight, first and ten, second and seven, third and seven. Right? They're getting. They're getting into these drives where they're moving the ball and the you know the offense is being able to move. You know, um, there was one in particular where I think it was in the um, in the third drive. You see, I don't know if you remember that third that third and nine where Zach had a beautiful ball ball thrown to Keelan Cole, and he dropped it. You see, that that's a momentum killer right there. And I and I and to tell you the truth, I don't think they had another drive where they where they did anything after that. You know, uh, wait, hold on. Yeah, I don't think they did. They didn't do anything after that. That was it. You know, so basically, you know, the the McLaughlin, uh inserting all these fun plays, like you said, helped with the momentum of the plays helped with uh, Zach getting um, comfortable, but also helped with the fact that a generic play call where you're asking your outside guys to go get separation just wasn't that wouldn't work because the guys are struggling to get separation. So if that's not going to work, then you have to insert all these fun stuff around to, to try to move your offense and they just could not. So when they got into stuff like third and 10, uh, you know, and longer or further nine, they just struggled to get compl- completions down the field. So, yeah, that 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 was the, the end of the, the the offense by then. Yeah, the second half it was just a, a, it was like a total opposite from the first half. It seemed like weren't be able to, we weren't able to move the ball. Running the ball wasn't working either. Michael Carter's first game back in what three weeks, four weeks, didn't exactly have a good game. Tevin Coleman was running good again. Yes. That's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Tevin Coleman has been, uh, he's been a spark, especially, I think in the beginning of the season, you saw a little bit, I got to say this. After the first, I want to say five games of the season, that this offensive line has been pretty good run blocking. Mm -hmm. Pass blocking, iffy. Run blocking, they've been pretty good. Um, and I think I think I said that even before the season started. I said that it would take a time, it take time for that offensive line to get with that scheme. And when they, once they did, they would get they would be pretty good, you know, run blocking wise. 
Um, I think I think you've seen Coleman run better because Coleman understands how to hit the holes in that offense um, and how to read his keys coming, you know, coming into the hole, how to press the hole. Um, and I think Michael Carter is fine. I one bad game. I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, I think it's um, his first game back. He's probably a little rusty. But his yeah. question too is why don't they try to stick to the running game more? I mean, they ran the ball basically between Coleman and Carter, 16 carries the whole game. And this wasn't well, a blowout. This was a close game. So they could have, you know, tried to run the game, uh, run the ball more during the game. Well, the adjustment, the adjustment of the run game was the, was for what Miami was doing initially on defense, right? It was given it a lot of what the Jets were calling as runs were because they were getting what they wanted as a front. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they, they were, Miami was playing a defense that the Jets were comfortable running at. So when, when Miami adjusted, they had to go to something else. It running the ball just for running the ball sake is not running the ball. You can't go into a game and just say, oh, I have to amass a certain number of runs and then do it just for doing its sake. It has to do with not only with purpose, but it has to, you have to win those runs. You know, it, this is not something where you know you're going to run into a wall, a brick wall, and you're going to do it over and over again. It, it, if, if you're doing it, you're doing it for a purpose. And the way the Jets, things were working for the Jets, there was no purpose. There would not be any purpose behind it. Because the, literally what it would do was kind of shoot themselves in the foot. Because like I said, if you don't want your team, second and 10 is not acceptable for an offense that just have issues where your, uh, your guys outside are not getting separation and you have your tight ends that are okay. You know, you need to give them something, you know. So you operating from third and five or operating from, second and seven is better for you than operating from second and 10. You're behind the, you, you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So, but don't you want to try to develop the run game so that you could take a little bit of pressure off of Wilson, especially like in the second half, for whatever reason, Zach Wilson was not having a good second half. So right. wouldn't you try to run the game? I, I understand what you're saying. The defense wasn't giving that to you, but, don't you want to try to get that running game going somehow to, especially if, if your passing game is not working? Because in the second half, it seemed like it wasn't working. It wasn't. And, and to a certain extent, in my opinion, you're right. But, but, but overall, I, I still think that they needed, if they, I think, I think the question should be the way they attacked the way they were throwing the ball. I think, I think it, they should have adjusted off of a lot of the reads they were given because if you're going to have issues with, with uh, protection, if you're going to have protection issues, then you need to call more screens. Like you need to call more um, um, wide receiver, um, hot routes, whatever. And, and, and there was a lot of plays that I saw. Um, there were a couple of plays that I saw that I did not see I don't know if it was somebody didn't do something right, but they called a like a kind of a long, longer developing place where there was no out. You know, there was no hot route. There was nobody that kind of, you know, uh stepped out and 
hey, you know, squared up, squared up their chest, you know, give him the ball quickly for one, two, three, one, two yards, you know? Right. And that was the, and to me, that to me, that is more of an issue than the fact that they didn't run the ball at all. I think, I think if you, like I said, running the ball for running the ball sake is not what you should do. I think you run the ball with purpose. And if you know you can't, if you, let's say you're lining up and then there's eight, an eight-man box, why are you running the ball? Right, you need to get out of that. You need to get out of the run. But the play call you call, you're going to call off of that, the, the audible, because that's what I, it, it seems like is going on. I don't know it for sure because I'm not in the room with them. Um, it seems like the Jets give Zach Wilson two play calls. He comes in, a run and a pass. He comes in. If they give him the look that he likes for run, he'll call a run. If they don't, then he, you know, you know, you saw him doing all that thing where he kept touching his head, mm-hmm. touching his head with both of his hands. Um, I think that was the audible and they kept checking out of uh, the plays that they were calling. The runs they were calling back into throws because Miami were forcing them to because of the way Miami was playing them on defense. Right. You know. So, so it's not really about them calling run plays. It's about what the defense is doing. You just can't just go run. And just for example, right, there was one play that was kind of like an RPO. I don't know. I got to ask somebody exactly what kind of play it is. Uh, but um, they, they, it, it, it looked like it was like a fake run. He was supposed to either give the ball to Michael Carter or keep it and on his right I think it was Keelan Cole ran something like what we would call a flare out or something like that where he kind of never really left the line of scrimmage and the two other wide receivers that were on his side went up for to block and Miami was playing off they were nowhere near the line of scrimmage if Zach Wilson had just taken that ball turned around and threw that ball to Keelan Cole Keelan Cole would have at least got eight yards. But the fact that he handed he kept the handed the ball off to Michael Carter, Michael Carter gets swallowed up. And not only does he get swallowed up, he breaks a couple tackles, he runs backwards right. and lost a bunch of yards. Yes. Which take made made a situation the situation even worse than it was. Right. That's on the quarterback. Because it was up to him to see how Miami was playing. Miami was playing off. You have to understand what you're looking at and say, hey, if they're playing, going to play off like that, I got to make them pay. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So, so there's, there's a lot going on there, man. Um, you know, a lot of it is, is his understanding of what's going on. Um, he, a lot of it is... Um, there is still a lot of growing up to do within this system, within Michael Mike Lafleur himself, as a play caller, has a lot of growing up to do. So, um, you know, I think we've seen. You have to admit this offense is way better <laughs> than what it was in the first five, six, seven oh, games definitely. of the yeah, season. We, you know what? The big thing is we've definitely seen progress in the offense for sure. The yes. problem is the defense. We have not seen. <laughs> any progress whatsoever uh, um it's just got, it, it, i don't want to say it's getting worse but it's it's pretty bad i mean we can't stop the run the our pass rush is 
not consistent whatsoever, if there is any. I mean, I think we only had one sack this past Sunday, and it was Sheldon Rankins who hmm. um, <laughs> anyway, um, but you know what, CJ <laughs> Mosley. You have yeah. something against Sheldon Rankins? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not having that great of a year, but anyway, but CJ Mosley, 14 tackles, Quincy Williams, 11 tackles, but we're just not stopping the run. What, what's the problem here? Why can't this team stop the run? Missed tackles, number one. Bad angles, number two. Scheme that we're saying over and over again, a scheme where you're asking everybody on the defensive line to attack, 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 attack. Well, guess what? If you're going to attack, there's specifically, there's plays in NFL, in football, that are made specifically to take advantage of ultra-aggressive defensive, defensive lines. And teams just keep calling them. Trap plays and all that stuff. Guess what? They're made basically to create a situation where they let you upfield and the, and the spot that you just left bare, they attack that space and they get and you get somebody like a sifter or somebody come like a tight end or a guard they pull to bang you, creating a massive hole where you were. And, you know, and the Jets don't have answers for that because there's not enough. I could, I, that's just my opinion, but it's, it's just not enough of reading by the defensive line, you know, um, which, which, you know, Salah's system or scheme is not really made that way. You know, um, it's attack, attack, attack. And these things work when you have elite defensive line that make up for that where the athleticism is so much so that even if they're attacking, they could take a jump step from here, from, from like, from like they jump step a, a mile in, yeah. in a step because they when they change direction they could their explosion is so much that even if they're out of position they could still cause an issue for you you know um that's what you saw in uh, for at, at the 49ers you you had three fr four first round picks or something like that yeah I'm i mean <laughs> come on man you know these guys their their level of skill and, I, and athleticism is just out there, you know. Um, so, so you saw a lot of that. And there's none of that for the Jets, you know. I mean, I can't say none because Quinn and Williams is awesome, you yeah. know. Um, but, but there's very little that of that. And, you know, Fadokasi wasn't in. Uh, so now, you, now you're, taking you're taking talent and then you're making it go down like three notches. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of guys had not been playing well against the run. You yeah, know. Now you got guys up front. You got Ronnie Blair playing. Yeah. Got, um, who else? You got Jonathan Marshall playing. Yeah. Right? Bryce Huff finally. He's a complete Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so you so you have so you have there's again the same it's kind of the same thing on offense. It's just a there is so much. It's so bare talent wise. Right. It's very little talent, man. And and it hurts, you know. The linebacking is has been horrible. We've been talking about this all season. Um 
everybody loves Quincy Williams, and I do too. And I, I am completely happy for this kid because what he's become is ridiculous. For him to come from somebody, a, a guy getting his getting cut to be able to play as a starter, that's awesome. But he is not somebody you want to invest your whole future in, in my opinion. I think he's somebody that could be a contributor on a team. I don't, I'm not saying he should be cut, but I'm not, Quincy Williams is not my starter. I'm sorry. Because he his game is way too, you know, boom or bust. You know, he will make one or two plays where you going nuts. And then you, you know, you make one or two plays where you're just completely shaking your head, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and that's and, be doing that. Right. And the starters don't move like that. Starters are way more consistent, you know, and I'm not saying that he can't grow into that. I'm just saying that evaluate that process of evaluation that the Jets have to do this offseason is a big time. Because they got to figure out who belongs. Because that linebacking core, in that scheme, if, if Salah is not going to be more flexible in what he calls down, down, from, from down from one down to the next, they need elite level linebacking and defensive line. So that, that, just, that goes without saying. Because like we... When we come in into the season, we said that the issue was going to be with the corners because they were so young. And it's been flipped. It's been flipped completely. Like, the corners are the ones that are more stable. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, and I, I think it's been the most surprising, to be honest, that how good the corners have been. I mean, Bryce Hall, we did see a lot last year, and even this year we've seen a lot. where We were like, wow, this guy's this guy looks like a he could be a starting corner without a doubt. He's definitely a, a very good starting cornerback. And now Eccles is starting to step it up. You know, I mean, yep. I, I still think, you know, just like you're saying with, 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 um, with Quincy, I think Eccles could be a starter, but yeah, we still could get one more. I'm, I'm sure they're still going to be in the market for either a starting cornerback in free agency, a trade, or even drafting one pretty high. But but Eccles has a has a excuse for his up and down play. He's a rookie, right? Of course, this is his first year playing pro football. So I'm not even you know I'm not scared no, to say that they might pretty- yeah he, he might be growing. He might he, you might you might have a ball on your hand because he has shown a lot of skill. Um, you know, there's you know sometimes he's taking the wrong angles and stuff, but that. To me, there's growth there. You know, there's 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 some there's something about this kid. I don't know what he could do, but he is definitely not going anywhere. Um, but you know, but some of those kids like uh, Michael Carter, you know, Michael Carter too, the, the 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 corner. I mean, oh my God, that kid has promise. He has so much promise, man. You know. So, so there, so the Jets have have something. There's something there, but unfortunately, yeah, you know, I think I think when we I remember the ep- we were talking earlier on the phone, we were talking about the episode that we had with Coach Koo, and <laughs> we we were so hyped about the defense, and he comes in and he was like, "Nope." <laughs> he, he definitely <laughs> like, told us the truth. 
<laughs> he said that defense is gonna struggle mightily, and he did not lie, man. He didn't say one wrong thing. <laughs> that was that was uh, incredible how he he saw through that, um, and everything he kind of said came to fruition basically. Um, but uh, but they definitely need to work on that defense, man. Um, we know what uh, with you know we don't know what Lawson's gonna be. Number yeah. one, after coming off an injury, and that that means, in my opinion, you need to invest in somebody that's gonna cause ruckus on the edge. You cannot go to in another year and have and not have somebody that that's that you could fear on the edges of these plays and you need the interior guys to be better. Some of those guys need to go. Shepard needs to go. In my opinion, man, he, I love Fado Cassie, but I don't know. man. I don't know in this scheme. I think if I was playing three, four, I'd be fine with him. I'll keep him. But if I, I'm playing four down linemen, I don't know. And he's played well as a four, uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go out on a limb and say I think he surprised me in his, in the way he's played. You know his he's played. Um, you know as a four three down uh, a, a four down lineman. Uh, but yeah, uh, there, there's a lot to be done. I think there's a lot to be happy about. But I think <laughs> Jeff Twitter always reminds you of all the bad things. So yes. No, but there. But I, I think you're right. There's a lot of there. There are pieces that would that you could see. Like I'm sure. Listen, the the coaching staff and and Joe Douglas and the rest of the front office, they already have an idea of who's going to stay on this team, who they can build around, and who are who are going to be the uh, players that are going to be like, okay, this guy we can let go. This, you know what I mean? So they already yeah. have a good idea. I mean, it, it's more than three quarters of the season. We got three more games left. At this point, they know who's staying, who's not. So, and I think they have a plan of what they're going to do in the offseason, how much more they're going to add. Obviously, like you said, to the defense, we definitely need, definitely need pieces to the defense. So, um, it's going to be a, listen, we, we've been talking about it for a while. It's definitely going to be an interesting uh, offseason because we have the extra picks, we have the cap space. So, we have movement. You know, we have that extra movement to go to add pieces, maybe in a trade, signing a big free agent or two. And of course, those two first round picks are going to come up huge for us, too. Um, By the way, Jets Twitter, get off Quinn and, Quinn and Williams back. Trade Quinn and Williams. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, I, and this is the craziest thing is I hate disagreeing with people like this because everybody gets an opinion and it's fine. But I just don't understand where this is going. Quinnen Williams is not Aaron Donald. Uh, Nobody. nobody's Aaron Donald. <laughs> you 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 out of your mind if you think that. Uh, what's the what's the defensive tackle from Atlanta? This guy is one of the best defensive tackles in in all of football. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody that goes to play Atlanta knows that he that he's one of the best in the in 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 in, in the world at what he does. Right. Nobody really mentions his name. But you know, as a as an offensive coordinator, you better fix, you better do your, oh, your due guy. diligence. It's yeah. gonna wreck your game. Grady Jarrett. Every right, Grady Jarrett. Everybody that comes to play the New York Jets, no matter how lowly we are and how many times we lose, I am betting you 
money. I'm betting you my whole paycheck that every offensive coordinator that plays this team has to compensate for Quinn and Williams. And That's that it. in itself, and <laughs> that in itself tells you you need to keep this man around. You out of your mind talking about trading this guy. He's an impact player. Oh, and my I, God. He's a guy that we dream to have on this team. If we got rid of him, that would be a huge hole on our even if even if they gave us a first round pick for him. I would doesn't want, matter. Yeah, yeah. I would want multiple first round picks for him. That's how good he is. <sighs> this <laughs> but is I, incredible, I man. Yeah, it makes no sense. He's still young. He's still and he's gonna get better too. That's the crazy thing. He's not even at his <laughs> at his peak yet. Wait, 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 wait. How many games did he miss this season again? You remember? He <laughs> People are out of their minds, man. They, ay, ay, ay. I, I mean, Chris, I mean, like the season Chris Jones is having for the Chiefs, like that kind of play. You're like, yeah, you know, you want Quinton Williams to play that way, or whatever. But he has Frank Clark next to him, right? Quinton Williams has nobody, <laughs> literally nobody. <laughs> the guy, the guy. This is this is the craziest thing about this, right? The the guy that we paid to keep around in JFM. And he's had, he, I'm not going to, he's not been bad because I'm not going to be with the whole Twitter mess about saying that he's been bad. But this is what this system does. It exposes you because it's like you're, because of the attack style of it, if, you, if you're not being disciplined and you're not where you're supposed to be, you're going to get exposed. There's a, I've seen that a little bit. You know, that's something I haven't, I have to ask coach about because I've like there's things that I've seen where I see guys kind of not being where they're supposed to be and they're kind of going for for sacks instead of you know maintaining their gap responsibilities. That can't be what their coach is teaching them. I I doubt that highly, but I'm gonna I'm I'm you know I'm not I'm gonna refrain because I don't really get the whole scheme on that one and i have to ask somebody that knows more than i do about this but where especially when it comes to jfm a lot of times i i i could swear that i see him kind of not staying where you're supposed to be um probably trying too hard which will be corrected in my opinion you yeah, know we add more once we add more talent to this team you're going to see the talent that we have get risen you're up going to shine so yep. wait till next year when Lawson comes back. Like he said, we don't know how he's going to be, but you know what? He's going to be better than what we have at the moment. Yes, sir. So, yep. and whatever else we're going to add, and I'm sure Joe Douglas is going to go big on the defense next this offseason because he went big on the offense sure. last year. I think he's going to go big on defense this year. He so, did go big on defense last year. <laughs> uh, Just kinda. not in the first yeah. round. <laughs> yeah. Because remember, we were... Hey man, I can't. I I'm not gonna front. I when I saw the amount of defensive backs he took, I was like, "What is this guy doing?" <laughs> I was yeah, like, late, "Yeah, I later in the draft. I was like, "We're gonna get one <clears throat> one guy, and we end up getting three. Mm -hmm. That are pretty okay. They're not. They're good." Yeah. So well, anyway, this week, <laughs> this week we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, the two and twelve Jacksonville. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars coming into mm -hmm. 
MetLife. Um, we were the favorites for a while, but now it's looking like it's Lord have mercy. about a one point spread right now. So are you for real? And Jacksonville currently right now is the favorite. I'm sure it's, it's changing because of the COVID <laughs> guys being out. That's the other yeah. thing. We got a list of guys out. I could give it to you guys. So, but <clears throat> this is probably going to change because if they are vaccinated, they could test back in, you know, if they do two negative tests and all that stuff. But Robert Salar obviously is one. We heard about that. <clears throat> but yep. there's some pretty big names for us. Uh, Michael Carter, the second, the corner. Uh, Elijah Moore, unfortunately. Vera Tucker. Radosaki. Uh, JFM. Justin Hardy. Nazruddin. Neesman. Jeff Smith. Blake Cashman. Oh, Blake Cashman. Noah Dawkins. Lamar <laughs> Jackson. Tenzel Smart. Vincent Smith. And then added today uh, a couple of more. Um, Ashton Davis. Kenny Yaboa, And Jonathan Marshall. Yeah, so you mean the whole team? <laughs> More or less. So we have to see. Like I said, if if they're all vaccinated, they can get back in. If if any of them are unvaccinated, you're out for ten days at least, right? So yes. that's the bad thing. But so far, I haven't heard anything about them being unvaccinated. So I think we're okay as long as you know they could test negative and and it's early in the week. Hopefully by Sunday, you know these guys could come back in. But it is Jacksonville. Um, Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown a touchdown in, I don't know, since October, I think they said. Yeah, it's uh, been a while. Yeah, he's he's definitely been struggling for sure. Uh, Carlos Hyde is out now, I believe. They're back up running back. Yeah, I, they, I saw they did, roster, they did some roster yeah. moves. Uh, the whole Urban Meyer thing, so now they have a new head coach. Yeah. Um, so what's your thoughts going into this game? I my thought as with our team, um, I just want to see more. Um, I want to see Zach be able to read from his first to second to third read, and not be antsy and about it. You know, get smoothly through it, um, not miss his second read, um, get his mechanics under control. Um, I'd like to see our offensive line pass block better. <laughs> I would like to see the odd defense stop missing tackles and taking horrible angles towards runners, um, arm tackling, all that stuff. Stop it. Uh, that's what I'd like to see, man, because this is, to me, this is what this is all about. These last three games should be about you know, the better the betterment of this team on a whole, you know, using these snaps to grow. Uh, so I, 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 I hope that those names that you mentioned, because those are some of the names I think that need evaluating even more than anything else. Uh, that's why they need as many snaps as possible so they could put as much work on tape so the coaches could dive in and really make an informed decision about about who comes and who goes. So that's to me what these games are about. I, you know, I want, don't get me wrong, I want the team to win because I think winning means that a lot of what I just said happened. You know, smoother running offense, better run blocking, better pass blocking, separation by wide receivers, all this stuff. Um, but also 
being able to see what the coaches is preaching and teaching, working and instilling that kind of foundation, which is what the Jets need. You know, they we need more than anything for Robert Sala and Joe Douglas's plan to start working to to uh, to bear fruit. Because if that happens, then these young players could all out believe in what's going on and give everything they have to it. And that would drive the growth of this team from wherever the hell we are down in the cellar to something, you know, reminiscent of a actual good team. <laughs> and you know what? And looking at the Jaguars, they've only scored 20 or more points three times all year. Yeah. And it hasn't happened since October 17th against the team we played last week, the Miami Dolphins. It's crazy. That is insane. So yep. hopefully our defense can show up this week. Yeah. Uh, they, they're having major issues, man. Yeah. There is, there is so much going wrong there um, that a lot of what, I'm, what I watch, I watch a little bit of it. Of, I'm confused. I am totally confused about what they're trying to do. Um, I feel bad for this kid. And there was people on TV and radio talking about the kid. If the Jets was going to pick him, he should have gone back to college. Really? <laughs> so what he's going through right now is better than what the Jets would have. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, that would have been pretty bad. But yeah. yeah, so hopefully we get, I mean, listen, and I know, I know fans are like, I hope we lose so we could get a higher pick. No, Especially no. Jacksonville will move no. into that top two or three, but listen, <sighs> it's all about, it's all about seeing progress with this team. That's all I want to see. We're starting yeah, that foundation is more important than anything else. Yeah. I, I understand what, where, where people are coming from. Yeah, absolutely. I, get I totally understand that part, but you also want to see a team win. You also want to get positive yeah. vibes coming out of this year. Like yeah. we might see progress and there might be progress, but the team is still going to be like, man, we need to win. You know, we, yeah. need, we need to win. The coaches need to win. The players need That's to That's what win. they're doing or what they're doing for, man. After it's all, after they worked out, they spent, they spent all these hours um, in the gym, on the field, in their books, in their, in, you know, in their playbooks. All what they're doing for all the hours they do it, it's to win. Hey, they're not doing it, right? what you're right and what what we're wishing for as fans are different from what these guys want you know in a in a in a in a specific way you know yeah they want the things we want but they want to get through it at a, in a certain way we want this other stuff you know and they're like listen man i want it too but i want it this way you know listen the, the they draft is going to figure out itself it, it'll wherever we land we land and yeah. Joe douglas will He'll figure it out, <clears throat> whatever it might be. So I am not concerned about it. Uh, also worried today is that we, we have nobody going to the Pro Bowl as a starter. Maybe we'll get someone as an alternative, but nobody was uh, voted in to be a starter, just to add that. Not a surprise. No, nobody I don't think really deserves it. We've had some good play. Obviously, we talked about a few of them, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, let's go back. So... All right, real quick though, do you think we'll win against Jackson uh, against Jacksonville this week? Yeah, we should be able to, man. This team is this team down down in Jacksonville. I 
like I said, I did not, I did not watch a lot of what they do, but the little that I watch, I am thoroughly confused. Yeah, um, they're definitely a mess. So I, yeah, I hope they win they, too. I mean, they have issues. They have issues everywhere, from pass blocking, rush, run blocking, everything. Play calling, um, the quarterback. I don't know. Like he does not look like himself. Even in sometime in the midseason, I caught a few plays where I saw him confidently going through his reads and making a couple of throws. But recently, no. Yeah, we'll no. see. Maybe I you know what? When you look at Jacksonville, you know, from a player personnel point of view, cap space, draft picks this, you know, this coming draft, it's actually is gonna be very enticing for a for someone, either a coordinator or a head coach out there that would be willing to take the job. I so agree. I, I think they're, they're going to get somebody decent in there. You know, well, I, I hope the owner is smart enough instead of. Yeah. Holding on to what he's got. That would be. Yeah, bro. Get over it already. You're not, I mean, right now, this is not, this is not where a superstar coach is going to come. You're going to need to find a diamond in the rough type guy to build what you have. That's my opinion. Yeah, I feel like that's what he needs to go for. Yeah, I, I think he could get a good offensive coordinator that's at one of the hot coordinators, let's say Biennemi, one of those. But he things. needs a coach, though. Right. He needs but, a coach. He needs a head coach. Right You now, don't, like, to, tra to, traver to, to walk through what, you know, to travel through what they're going to be having to go through in the next year or two or three. They need somebody that's strong. Somebody that'll be able to hold the locker room together. Somebody that's going to be able to instill that kind of strength, you know, take his personality, for, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's I, what they need. And I understand. I Listen, I get what you're saying with the offensive coordinator thing. They That, that definitely is something that works too. But they have talent on this team. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, not a lot, but I, I think they got enough and – Right. Like I said, and already this week we heard that Doug Peterson would be interested in the job. He's out there. He's a former Super Bowl champion. So at least that's one. And like, I, I really think it's going to be enticing for, for, for certain guys to want to take over the job. The whole thing is, number one, like you said, is the owner going to be willing to, to bring somebody in? And mm -hmm. is he going to be willing to say, here, come in, now do your thing. I'm going to step aside. Like, is he going to get involved in some way? Is I don't know. I don't. I don't. Does he ever? Because I, this is not one of those owners that I ever heard of. He's he's a he's a guy that yeah, gets. I don't think so. But involved in this football stuff. So that's I. I think it's an enticing situation. I know the Jaguars don't exactly have the best history, especially recent. Um, that yeah, you know, good. But I I think so. I I think he's going to be able to bring somebody in. Hopefully, he doesn't go cheap. Or hopefully that's not an issue. Hopefully it's like, Hey, if you could get a Doug Peterson or if you could get someone else that has at least some kind of uh, background, especially enough, I think he's going to bring in an offensive minded guy as well. Yeah. Just and they need a cleansing. They need a yeah. spiritual cleansing. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. You need to get the stench of Meyer out of this place. Yeah. Basically that's what. It is. So, all right. So let's go back quick and uh, run down the rest of week 15 before we talk about the week 16 games. Um, the Thursday night game that started it off, really good game, Kansas City at the Chargers. Kansas City wins again, 34-28. Really good yeah. game there. 
Um, sure. Kansas City's offense looks like it's slowly getting back to what they were. Overtime game. Um, Travis Kelsey had incredible game. 10, 10 catches, 191 yards, two touchdowns, yep. including the game winner. Tyreek Hill, of course, 12 catches, 148. Um, yeah, combined for 340 yards, the two of them. That's, I mean, the rest did nothing. <laughs> you know the rest of what, what what we what what we've been talking about every time we speak about yeah. Kansas City I've been saying how teams have have been able to quiet those two guys down and nobody else were able to sh- step up Kansas City um the Chargers had no answer for those guys they couldn't stop them no even on that last play <laughs> I mean no I mean Travis nobody Kelsey, touched he Kelsey like he, was, he looked like he was Tyreek Hill like nobody touched him it was ridiculous, but yeah, and and the Chargers. You remember all, that first drive? They got all the way to the goal line. The wide receiver caught the quick slant. He got popped, dropped the ball. Then on the next play, was it the directly next play that the Donald Parham guy and hit his head? And oh man, that was scary, man. That was scary. I with his hands all twitching in front of him like that. We yeah. Knocked out. That that was crazy, and they 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 just you know they and, just and, choked. Right. And, and then how many times did they go on fourth down? Yeah. What was it? They were yep. inside the five yard line three times, and they <sighs> got nothing. The Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. You got to walk out of there with at least field goals. You know, one time they threw the pick, but the other two, or the it was a fumble, one or the other. But I think it was a pick. Yep. And then the other two, they just. They they just went far on fourth down and they they didn't get it. But you can't do that. No, you can't. And and we we got to speak about the fact that the Chargers, as good as they are on offense, and that offense could run with any defense in the NFL. Yep. That that defense, that defense is just about as bad as our defense. <laughs> <laughs> I think they rank about thirty first in the league. And and they got defense. players on that defense too. Yeah, thumbs but, up. But on there, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff wrong with that. There's injuries, um, you know, like there's there's just a lot of bad things happening with them, um, with the Chargers, uh, but especially up front in the front seven. I think that's where the issue lies for me specifically. That's you know when you're when you're not stopping the run, you got to ask yourself what your what your defensive line and linebackers are doing. What's the deal? You know, so that's something in the offseason they got to reevaluate because I don't I don't understand that. You know, like you said, they're way too talented to play the way they play, yeah. especially against a run. And we've been talking about the charges like this for a few years now. And yeah, <laughs> but um... I think I think on defense, I think one of the things they were doing, which kind of surprised me, was the fact that they they were playing so undisciplined in their in their rush lanes. That was that was, that created lanes for Patrick Mahomes to run to to run into. That like you have to understand that a quarterback like like Patrick Mahomes need to be contained. So hey Bosa, if you're gonna rush, you can't rush so wide that you take the B gap and you turn it into high uh, you know highway ninety five. You know you can't you know because because all he's gonna do is step right right into it and take off or step right into it. And throw a bomb to Tyreek Hill. You know, you have to contain him. You can't let him get outside and you can't let him 
get into your your you know your lanes either. You need to you need to contain him. Let him do all his dancing behind the line of scrimmage. It gives you the chance to get your hands on him. Um, but so there I mean, was there was a lot of that too. So I mean, amazingly for them though, they're they're still in the wild card. Obviously, um, division they're two they're two games back at Kansas City. So Kansas City's probably got the division to themselves now. But the wild card, they're in a basically a four way tie for the for the number one wild card spot. The Colts, the Chargers, Buffalo, Baltimore are all eight and six. Um, but Indy has the the first, um, they got the first spot right now. Chargers got the second, and Buffalo has the third. So, well, that's, um, so that's interesting. Um, yep. And we were supposed to get two Saturday night Saturday games, but the Browns had a lot of COVID issues, so they moved that game up to Monday night. So we only got one Saturday night game, and that was mm. the New England Patriots at the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, sir. Uh, the Colts ended up winning 27 to 17. And it was once again, the Jonathan Taylor show, 29 carries, yes. 170 and a touchdown. And he's pushing for that MVP this year and he might get it. He's definitely going to be in the running for sure. Probably top three, maybe top two, but we'll see. Yeah. Hey man, this is that the, the Patriots went out threw three passes and won a game. <laughs> the Colts ran out and their quarterback completed five passes for 57 yards <laughs> and they won a game. <laughs> they got a right back thrown back at <laughs> they, them. Yeah. Um, that offensive line, man, the Colts offensive line, there is not probably the best offensive line. Run blocking. Oh, for sure. Best run blocking offensive line. You, I have to specific, have to be specific here because pass blocking that offensive line has, I, eesh, eh, eh, it's not nice. Some of those guys, some of those guys pass blocking, they not good. They did just not good. And and you're telling me, I, I admire what the what the Patriots defensive linemen are. A lot of those guys are very hardworking guys, and they're good. But for them, for some of them to put some of those offensive linemen on linemen on skates the way they did is embarrassing. So as good as they are as run blockers, some of them are just not that good as pass blockers. So that's not that's an issue right there for the Colts going for moving forward. Um, but yeah, if they're gonna continue running the ball like this, I don't think there's a lot of teams that are gonna be able to stop them. My question is. Third and eight, third and ten. Right. Can Wentz I, get it done? <laughs> yeah. Not only can Wentz get it done, but can that offensive line hold up long enough to let him get it done? Right. You know, so that's really good question. The Colts defense has been playing really well as well. Darius Leonard. I I I that's the one thing for me. Again, they're boom or bust, right? They will they will intercept you, turn the ball over, cause fumbles, all this stuff, right? But look at the stats, and they don't rank in the top 10 in the league in defense. Mm. That's not, you know what I mean? (laughs) But you know what? They're middle of the road. They were like about 15, I think, 14 or something like that the last time I looked. 
But their you know, defense so that, comes up and, and, and comes up big when it has to. Right. They, they listen, and it has to do a lot with the complementary part of their, this, the, the way they play, right? That offense possesses the ball for long periods of time. And, you know, teams normally look up the, the possession, the, the time of possession is ridiculous. They're down by two scores. And all of a sudden, now you're pressing, right? And you're trying to throw a bunch of throws downfield and and you're uh <laughs> you know you're trying to take advantage well guess what they have a bunch of ball hawking safeties and the corners and linebackers <laughs> so so you know you kind of play into their hands on you know in in my opinion i don't think it works the other way for them i think right. i think if the Colts are in behind and they need to make up ground i think they will suffer as a team so you know they're, they're this oh, they're a weird team too because they play in a dome and dome teams are usually not like this. Dome teams yeah. are usually the, the high powered offense, throwing the ball, yes. all this kind of stuff. They're usually not this grinded out running team. Um, but this is, a I don't think they were, I, I don't think they were built that way though. I don't no, think no, that's no. what they meant to do. I think, right. I think, it, yeah. I think they just happened on, you know, they just happened into it. Yeah. Right. So, but right now the Colts are in the, the, the driver's seat for the wild card. New England uh, will be fine, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Right now, they're only a game behind Tennessee, so that's still up for grabs, even though Tennessee beat them the last time. So, but um, so that'd be interesting. The last three weeks, let's see who could, if Tennessee could hold on uh, for the division. Uh, yeah. Buffalo beat Carolina thirty-one to fourteen in Buffalo. Um, yeah, I'm not going to spend that much time talking about Carolina playing football. <laughs> yeah, there's not much there. I mean, Cam Newton is he's he, playing out the string at this he point. He is used, used, used to say this last year, right? Was it last year you were saying this over and over again? Mm-hmm. Cam need to retire? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy just can't. You know what it is? He can't. I don't want to say he can't throw the ball anymore, but he can't throw the ball far. I mean, I think he's good. I, I don't think he'll ever settle for this but i think he would be a really good backup gadget guy slash backup slash gadget guy a good red zone type of offense you know like where you could get in there run throw you know like i think in that sense he would be good but for an every you know for a starter every week no i don't i think those days are done for him 18 of 38 that's ugly man and how many yards 156 (sighs) yards that is ugly yeah, That's a touchdown and an interception. Sheesh. QB rating of fifty six point five. That is yeah. not good. But he did lead the team in rushing, seventy one yards. So that's not good either. No, <laughs> because no, you're not a running not back. Good. Your running back should be leading. Yeah, Joe McCaffrey, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, Buffalo's back on track. Um, we'll see. They have their still questions. Still, still questions about that team. Oh yeah, and we'll, Still, we'll, we'll hey. get some answers this week, right? They play New England, so this is going to be their last shot at the division. At their the bring what? Hey, find your running game. Yeah. If you can't run the ball, you're not going to win this game, and uh, because it'll only the only way you win this game if if Josh Allen supermans it, shows up, five hundred yards passing. And the crazy hundred and fifty something yards rushing. He's capable. Five touchdowns. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, mean, I'm, wanna... I, I think I said it. I said it the last time we were talking about them. You know, that's that's the way they win. 
they win through him. And if, if he's up to the task, if he is going to be this incredibly, uh, you know, tough, you know, basically a Superman on this football field, if that's what he's going to be, then they, then they win. They win. The, the issue is how safe is that? Asking your quarterback to be all these things. You, you're, to me, you're putting him in harm's way because it's just too much. He's gonna he's gonna get injured. He runs the ball too many times, and he's throwing the ball like forty something times, and he's running the ball another fifteen, sixteen. Times. Come on, man. right? So that's not a good recipe. No, no. But they did they did win um, convincingly, thirty one fourteen. Like I said, it's gonna set up now the big battle this week: Buffalo at New England, uh, New England at Buffalo this week. Uh, I'm sorry, Buffalo at New England. Yes. Um, which should be a good one this week. We'll talk about that coming up. Um, Arizona ugh, goes into Detroit oh and loses. God. Detroit beats him 30 to 12. I mean, this is embarrassing for a team a couple of weeks ago with saying, wow, they're one of the best teams in the league. And now they can't even beat the worst team in the league, Detroit. And like I said, when Minnesota lost, I'm going to say it about Arizona. They should be eliminated from playoff co- participation <laughs> because they lost to Detroit. This is ridiculous. There's no excuse to lose to Detroit. I'm sorry. I mean, I know, uh, listen, I know Hopkins is out. I get it. Yeah, he's great. We could say how great he is. We know how great Deshaun Hopkins is. But, I mean, come on, Kyler Murray, you got to step it up. You you got Zach Ertz. You got Kristen Kirk. You got A.J. Green. I mean, running a running uh, tandem of James Conner and Chase Edmonds. I mean, you're gonna tell me you're gonna you that was your excuse to lose to the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. They 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 dug themselves in a hole, and they couldn't get out of it. That's basically what it is because the Lions were leading. I think. Yeah, I remember no, they, clearly. Yeah, the whole game they they were up the whole game. Yeah, and they just they couldn't get back in the game. So they so the running game wasn't even an issue because right off the top they were they had they they had to be throwing the ball. You know, and, and, and Detroit if you're going to be running the ball like crazy on them. Yeah. Well, I think I spoke to you about this earlier. We were talking off before we recorded the show. I think the uh, Arizona is going to start having issues stopping the run because I think th- teams have figured out the way that they stop the run and they've, they've found a way to counter that. Now, is Arizona, does Arizona have an adjustment off of that? That's going to be the question because what they're doing from what I saw, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit of what I saw was they do a lot of run blitzing because they're trying to make up for the fact that they don't have these massive run block, run stopping guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, side effects to that, and what they're going through right now are major side effects of constantly cause having to pressure teams on first and second down to get them off of of their running and force them into third down well uh that only works you know that only works for a little bit because teams will figure that out and you know when you bit when you blitz in that way you're creating holes teams find those holes uh a, a seven yard completion turns into 30 yards down the field that's that's bad you know these big plays you know add up you know they were always giving up big plays but they were always cap you know 
catching it up. The, the fact now that those big plays are turning, coming back to bite them, you know, it's a kind of a side effect of the way they're playing defense. And if they have an adjustment off of what they have right now, then I would like to see it. But if they don't, teams are going to just keep exploiting that, well, you know, so I am i don't know. The guy I don't know what ran, the answer is. The guy that ran all over him this week was an undrafted player from yeah. Cutstown College <laughs> named Craig, Craig Reynolds. Yeah. So <laughs> anybody wants to add him to your fantasy team, I don't know. Not, not right now, but he did get 26 carries for 112 yards. So yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Arizona, who, you know, like I said, was becoming, is this one of the best teams in the league? I, I don't know. Now you got to start questioning them. You know, every week yeah. you have different questions about different teams. Um, so we'll see what happens these last three weeks if Arizona could straight, hey, straighten out here what, and fix the defense. Hey, I, I'll say it over and over again. You got to do two things first. If at this time of at this time of the year, you got to be able to stop the run and you got to be able to run the ball. So if you ain't running the ball well and you can't stop the run, you're not going anywhere any further than where you're at right now. And Arizona has an issue running the ball and they have an issue stopping the run. And uh, if they're gonna if they have a new something up their sleeve that they're about to pull out, fine. But if they don't, they might be. What are they now? Ten and four. I think you might be seeing the first ten and four team to ever not go to the Super Bowl, go to the the playoffs. I, which I is, the, I'm know, not saying they're not going to go to the playoffs, but I think they're going to be a one and out, a one yeah, and done. I could, I could see that. It, you know, because that, they, they might have I mean. to go on the road too. If, yeah. if they lose the division to the Rams, because the Rams are tied with them now, so yeah. Um, so that that's definitely going to be a problem for them, and even if they get, I mean. Even if they get a home game the first game, they might even lose at home. And then if not, they're going to lose the next week because then they have to go to possibly Green Bay. So, Sheesh. yeah, good luck with that. Um, yeah. Dallas goes into New York, uh, beats them 21 to 6, beats the Giants. The Giants offense yeah. is going absolutely nowhere. Cowboys, even the Cowboys, I mean. Yep. That's yeah. where the conversation starts for me. Yeah, the defense. What is going on there? I mean, their defense obviously has been solid, but I mean, what is going on with Prescott? Yeah, great question. That's a great question. I wish I had answers for that one. Everybody's um, healthy. Yeah, that is not definitely not about health. It's just about the quarterback's play. And this is this this is not something that started now. He's been kind of trending that way for a while now, just not playing good football not seeing the field right, missing throws, off rhythm, just so much not working out. You think it has anything to do with the ankle? I doubt that. That's not, that's definitely not an ankle issue. That's a, that, that's definitely a quarterbacking issue. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't say that I know exactly what it is because Sometime in this, sometime in season earlier, I saw some. I saw some thing. You know, I saw that they, that offense was kind of lacking in attacking two high shells. Like when whenever they played a team with a, with teams that like to play too high, um, kind of stopped them from all those bombs they like to throw all over the place. Um, and then it it 
ask them to uh, methodically attack defenses and they struggled at that. I don't know if that's what they're still struggling with, which would bother me because then if you have a good running game, teams are not going to play too high against you. They're going to bring a safety closer to the line of scrimmage to kind of negate that. And then you take advantage of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I need to look a little closer to see what it is, if they're still suffering from that same issue. But, you know, that's not that that does not evoke confidence because this is the conversation we always have about the Cowboys, right? Because they always start well. And then sometime during the season, they kind of lost something and then they just kind of crumble, <laughs> kind of limp into the playoffs and then just lose and, you know, one and done. Yeah, That's what they've been doing for decade, for at least a decade now. So they might know. be another one and done team. Yeah, and the the sad thing about it is this is probably the most talented Cowboys teams we team we have seen in a while. And it would yeah. be really really sad if they could when you if look they would go into the playoffs and one and done. Offensively, there's no weakness. I mean, other than press on paper, right? On yeah. paper and defensively, they're, they're playing as good as they've played in quite a quite a number of years right now so yep um for them to be one and out that'd be pretty disappointing for them yeah the uh, giants the giants on the other hand ugh, they just pray for the end of the season just pray for the season to end and they're this, in the this, middle yeah. they're kind of in the middle of nowhere because they're not yeah. they're not rebuilding and they're obviously not going anywhere to the playoffs so what are they like going into this offseason what are you going to do are you going to are you going to go like is Daniel Jones your quarterback? Are they going to try to trade for a quarterback and and go for it next year? Or are they going to start a rebuild in the offseason? Like, there's so many questions with the Giants. I think I uh, well, I have Giants fans that have <laughs> uh, that work with me, and uh, and uh, apparently, what according to what I'm hearing, um, Joe Judge is not going nowhere. Daniel no. Jones is not going nowhere. So, okay. I don't know. I All mean, they're doing is is wasting prolonging a- prolonging yeah, the uh, inevitable. <laughs> I would just, you know what, start over, and you know what, bring in a fresh face to to be the general manager. Don't promote from within. I know that's the giant way, and it's been like that for decades. But you know what, it's time to go outside the team because the team has not been good in ten years. It hasn't won a Super Bowl in ten years. They have that one playoff appearance a few years ago with the whole boat incident where all the guys were on the boat and they took the picture. Since then, they've been completely <laughs> gone. Not to say that was the reason, but. Oh, man. Trey Songs, man. What'd you do? Right. <laughs> so, I, I, you know what? They got to go outside the team and bring in, bring in a fresh face, a different, just a different mindset and say, okay, this is what we got to do, you know? Because right now, what they've been doing is just not working. So yeah, it's not. You're right. We'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Um, Pittsburgh, big win, keeping their playoff hopes alive, beating Tennessee 19 to 13. Hmm. Um, kind of an ugly game, I think. Yep. What we were expecting, you know, with Roethlisberger at quarterback and with the Titans offense without Derrick Henry. They're yeah. Just- I mean, same Tannehill just struggling that he has no skill position players that are worthy 
Um, yeah, Julio Jones. I, I mean, they were able to run the ball, which, which is, which, I mean, you have to ask a question. This is the Steelers, bro. This is the Steelers, right? They were actually the able to run the ball pretty okay, pretty good. No, I mean, I mean, the the Titans run for a hundred and something yards again. Yeah, the Steelers were that not. that four that Foreman guy yep. had almost five average, almost five yards a carry. Yep. I mean, Dontrell Hilliard, nine carries for forty nine yards. Jeremy McNichols, six carries for twenty six yards. What against right. the Steelers? But now go on the other side. Woody <sighs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This does not look good, man. 12 carries for 18 yards by Najee Harris? Well, didn't we? I don't, if, I, if I remember correctly, didn't we talk about this, that the Steelers needed to rebuild that offensive line? Hey, we, we, I think we beat that dead horse a lot yeah. before the start of the season, especially. You I think we, when, when we do our yeah. offensive line first. Yep, we did. We did when we did our our uh, dissection of the of that team. That's one of the things we said that 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 they they were doing things as backwards, and I think it, it's coming to roost right now for them. You know, it's yeah, be, almost- becoming pretty apparent that they just they they need more help in the offensive line. But I think the more the scariest thing is the fact that they can't stop the run. I think I spoke a little bit about about uh, their middle linebacker. Uh, What's his name? Bush is his name. I think this is his last name. Devin Bush. Yeah. Where is this guy, man? This guy was supposed to be as good as White coming out, right? Is he hurt? I don't. He might be hurt. I don't know what the deal is with him, man. I really don't. You don't see or hear his name called. I might be wrong. Somebody got to correct me on this, but I don't see him on the field. <laughs> You know, that's not good, you know. So so they're struggling stopping the run, which is like, that's absurd for Steelers defense. You don't see that, you know. And then on the other hand, their offense is struggling. So that's that team, I don't know where they're going. I think both of those teams don't belong going anywhere. I don't want to be watching playoff football with the this beaten up. Steelers Tennessee might, team Tennessee out might Tennessee. lose their, their division lead in all of this. Oh, it's yeah. That's, crazy, that's, that's possible. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I mean, right now they're only a game in front of the Colts. So, and just looking at uh, Tennessee for a second, looking at their schedule, their last three games, they have San Francisco this week, then they got Miami, and then they have Houston. So, not the hardest schedule. San Fran is definitely going to be tough this week. And in Miami the next week, that's also going to be a tough game. Yeah, those two games are going to be tough. But, you know, they do have that easy win at the end. Hey, Houston, you know what Houston does? They've had some horrible playing, but they show up, man. That team yeah. shows up. And in these last three games, just for uh, discussion here, they're playing, they're playing at Arizona on Christmas. Then they play home against Vegas, and then they go to Jacksonville. So they both have two tough games and one game that relatively okay game. Yeah, yeah. So that that'll be interesting for them for, for those three te- for those two teams there to see what happens down the stretch. Um, what other game? Oh, 
I'm sorry. Um, talking about Houston and Jacksonville, Houston goes into Jacksonville and beats them 30 to 16. Yeah. Um, listen, if Houston beats Jacksonville that bad, <laughs> we better beat them this week. That's all I'm saying. Man, listen, hey, it, it depends on if we get our COVID guys back. If yeah. the, all those guys, if they don't play, I will be as bad as the Jags. So it wouldn't matter who we're playing. You're gonna see some names on on with Jets jerseys on that, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's gonna be horrible. I might not even watch that game. Trust me. Um, let's hope. Have this, let's hope these but guys come back. I don't have a choice. I have to. <laughs> right. Let's hope they come back. But um, it's a. This was an interesting game. Cincinnati at Denver. Cincinnati beats Denver fifty yes. to ten. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater gets knocked out. Early in yeah, the- that was a horrible. That was horrible. Yeah. yeah, and he's not playing this week either. By the way, that's not good because then Drew Locke starts. Yeah, and we we Drew Locke is just not very good. He's not very consistent. I mean, we've seen him have a game. Yes, yeah, there, but for the most part, I, I guess they're going to try to run the ball as much as possible. That's what they can. That's what yeah. they should do because they have two really good running backs. If if anything, that's what they that's what you should be hanging on, hanging your hat on. The fact that you have a good offensive line and you have two running backs that are very good. Run the ball. Run the ball, play action, heavy, heavy play action. I think that's what they need to do. I um and listen, I don't Denver, see them being successful any other way. Denver has to. They cannot go into next season with Ted, Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. They have and, to find a way to trade for one of these quarterbacks that's going to become available. Aaron Rodgers is going to be available. Russell Wilson is going to be available. I know Deshaun Watson, nobody wants to touch it. Well, not nobody wants to touch him, but someone's going to get him too. It's just a matter of... They don't have a choice right now. Nobody, yeah. You're not going to touch him right now, but in the offseason, something's going to move on that guy. So, But bottom line is Denver definitely has to make a move for a quarterback because... They have a really good roster. You're talking about one of the better defenses in the league. Like you just said, two, I mean, two really good running backs, wide receivers. They got one of the younger, best young wide receiver group in all of the NFL. Yes. Really good tight end. No offense. So. Yeah. All they need is somebody that's consistently get the ball to his, the skilled players that they yeah, have. That's all you got to do. Yep. I, and like you said, they have a good off. They have a good uh, a good defense. I think they need another pass rusher, but yeah. Um, since Vaughn left them, uh, but other than that, I think this team is set. Um, the Bengals, on the other hand, I don't know. This is a good because team. from 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 week to from week to week, do you know what who the Bengals are? No, but I think. Coming down the stretch now, we're starting to see. I mean, they're leading now their division. This is a team that's starting to, I think, shape into form here. They got a tough schedule, though. They last three weeks. Yeah. This is tough. Baltimore this week. Then they play Kansas City. Then they go to Cleveland. That's a tough three-game schedule for them. Yeah. And we'll know. I mean, if they win two out of three, that's that's pretty impressive because that's three really good teams. That they gotta go. Through. I agree. I agree. And and yeah, I mean, I don't want to discount what they are 
in any way. No, no, because I know what you I'm mean. I'm just, yeah, they're just, you know, they're so up and down. It's incredible. But they have the talent. Yeah. They have the talent. They should be playing better team, better football, you know. So, you know. That's a, that's a team I know, for sure. Yeah, I know Joe, Joe Mixon is going to be, have something to say about, about where they're going because I think that's the engine that runs that team. I know that everybody's in love with the borrow to to Jamar Chase connection, but for me, it's it's Joe Bar it's it's Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon play action, Joe Burrow to <laughs> Uzuma. <laughs> yeah. No, they because that 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 that's, that's what that's that, yeah they have talent everywhere, man. T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Mm-hmm. Uzuma is a guy that I did not know anything about before the season. I'm not gonna lie. No, I, I, is, most people didn't. You know, kid is for real. Absolutely. Yep. Um, San Fran with a, a big win for themselves. They're staying in the playoff race. 31 to 13 over Atlanta. Um, San Francisco is one of those teams, um, and I spoke about it uh, last week on the the Sportswire show. Um, they're a dangerous team because they're they've been there. They've been there, done that. They've been to the Super Bowl. You know, they've they've run through the playoffs. That's a that's a team that it's battle tested. Jimmy and Jimmy Garoppolo, nothing special, right? He's not, you know, he's not one of the elite quarterbacks in the league, but the guy just wins games. He just wins I, games. He's, he's steady. <laughs> and and I don't think you could mention this team if you don't mention the best tight end in football. Oh, without a, they're definitely a different team. With with Kittle, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I, I I this guy, this guy, he is so good at what he does, man. Everything from blocking to pass catching to like he is elite at everything he does. And then you add a guy like Debo Samuel's, that is a wide receiver, and I think that's a lie. That guy is not a wide receiver. He's a running back masquerading as a wide receiver. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's what he is. I don't care what anybody says because the way he his, he has the level of vision he has, the way he could, the way he runs and he runs low and he changes direction, cuts on a dime, the way he does that. It's crazy. And but the fact that he could also burn you deep, I mean, he's just such a, you know, such a, a kind of a kind of a cool weapon to have on an offense. And you add guys like use check, you know, on that team. I think, I think it's, I think that team, like you said, I think they, they, they're, they've been there, done that, and they just know how to do it, you know? And uh, I think, I think little by little, you'll see a little bit more off of them. I don't know how far they could get, but there teams would not want to see that. That, that's what I think. Yeah. The, the, especially that defense. That defense is one of the best in the NFL right now. Top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if you want to be. Yeah. I, yep. Uh, Green Bay and Baltimore. Green Bay goes into Baltimore, beats him 31 to 30. Hmm. Um, the big thing in this game was Baltimore uh, went for it, went for the two point conversion at the end of the game again and did not get and it. There yeah. you go. But I think the I think the I think the not not to cut you off the the I think that I was very surprised and I just wanted to say just to see what you say if you felt the same way I did 
I was very surprised at how well the Ravens were able to move the ball against the brand up against the Packers defense. Yeah, I was, I was definitely without, and that's without Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yep, yep. The backup quarterback, Tyler Huntley. No disrespect against him, but he's not Lamar Jackson. Um, and he did pretty, like you said, they moved pretty well. I mean, Green Bay had the lead. Um, and Baltimore had to come back. They scored twice in the final, what was it? The final five minutes of the game, they scored yep. two touchdowns. Yep. And for a team that we keep talking about, Super Bowl and, you know, Green Bay, the, the playoffs, are getting, you know, the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Green Bay. This defense has to play better than that. They can't let a backup yeah. quarterback score 30 on them. I mean, that was- <laughs> well, well, I, well, the, uh, talking about tight ends, I think probably the second best tight end in the league was in this game. Uh, Mark Andrews is just uncoverable at times. Yeah. Uh, 100, 136 yards, two touchdowns, 10 receptions, man. 10 receptions out of 13 targets. How do you Come not? On, brother. Yeah, when you when you have issues, probably you have issues. Um, I, you know, I got to go back and watch, but it seemed like they just had issues stopping that get, that guy. They couldn't, their safeties or their linebackers couldn't keep up with him. You know, and when you look at the rest of the the totals, there, Marquise Brown did have ten catches, but he only had forty three yards. Yeah, and nobody else. I mean, nobody. They don't him. have that many. They don't that. You know, the guy that the guy that I I like on this team, and I think he's still a rookie, and I he's, you know, he needs a little growing up. Is uh, Rashad Bateman, and I think you see you've seen flashes of what he could bring to this offense this season, but. Um, I, you know, he's still a rookie, so I'm not counting on him right now, but especially when he missed a bunch of games in the beginning of the season. Um, but but Mark Andrews is that, that's, he, he is that offense basically. And at you this know what? Point. Two games now that he went for it, went, went for the win instead of the tie. And they mm-hmm. lost both games. I mean, that's two games that they could have, you know, had another shot to win it in overtime, which I'm the first one I get. But this one, I don't know. I just yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm on your side on this one. I don't know, but um, yep. if it's anybody else, I'm sure he would have got more criticism. But since it's Harbaugh, he's won the Super Bowl. You know, one of the best coaches in the NFL. Yeah, so he'll get a he'll get a pass somewhat. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this was a, a shocker here Sunday night. Yes, sir. Uh, Saints going into Tampa Bay. Mm. putting the shutout up there, putting the goose egg up nine to nothing, shutting out the goat himself, Tom Brady for the first time since what was it? Oh, five, Oh, six. I think was the last time he got shut out. He's only been shut was out it? twice coming into this game. Imagine playing football that many times and you only been shut out twice. That's it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, listen, in Tampa Bay's offense, we've been saying there, there's not much there and, they didn't do much, only three field goals. So, um, but uh, for them to shut out Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneer offense, Fournette got hurt, but yep. And I know Godwin got hurt as well, but he yeah. was out. Uh, he got hurt later on in the game, but he's out now. Yeah. For the season, um, and Fournette's out as well for the rest of the year. I think I think Tom Brady has always had issues with that 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 put that defense. I think yeah. I I I've, I said it, and I kind of sung their praises a little bit. The Saints, 
defense and how good that Saints defense is. Um, that defense, I think, is Dennis Allen is the is the defensive coordinator there. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody and everybody and anybody knows that that defense is special. I mean, from there was one play. And th- this guy used to be with us, was a Jet, and uh, prematurely we got rid of him. <laughs> Only for him to become a superstar linebacker in the New Orleans. There was a play, I don't know if it was a pool, kind of looked like a toss or a pool or something like that. God comes through the hole, and this guy, what is he, 252, 255? He lights up the guard, man. I'm like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> you're only two feet and you're blowing up a guard? Jeez, the crazy man. is that we had him, we traded him away, and then we traded for him again and got him back, and then we traded him away again. <laughs> uh. Both times we couldn't use him the proper way. Yeah. Dennis Allen, Dennis Allen turned this guy into a superstar linebacker. Yep. And they just have talent everywhere, pass rushes, defensive tackles, linebackers, safeties, corners. They, they have it all, man. They just don't have the, the offense to match what they do on defense. That's going to be another that's, thing that's going to be interesting to watch in the offseason for a quarterback. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, one of the makeup games on Monday night, the early Monday night game, was the Raiders and the Browns. They were supposed to play Saturday. But the Raiders – Got the victory, uh, sixteen to fourteen over the Browns, who were hit pretty hard with COVID. They were down to their third string quarterback, um, Nick Mullen, who was on the 49ers last year. But uh, that, that's a that's a gutsy win for the Raiders, keeping their playoff hopes alive. Um, Is it a gutsy win? <laughs> it was ugly, but it was gutsy too because you know what? They almost threw it away. Um, what's his name? Threw a pick, uh, Derek Carr threw a pick late in the game. It was like two minutes left. And then the Browns couldn't, you know, run the clock out. So they got the ball back. And then Derek Carr brought them right back and put them in field position and they kicked the field goal to win the game. That would that's my issue with Carr. Right. You know, he I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat him up because he is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. But for him to to completely erase that you know, what he used to be. He needs to take that bad decision-making, late-in-the-game stuff. Take, you know, take the check down, throw the ball away, whatever you need to do. Because you can't always be, you know, squeeze the ball into small spaces and all that stuff, man. Not on the under the situation, in the situation you were in. You know, play better than that on, when your team needs you to, man. You yeah. know. Um. The other Monday night game was the uh, – this was an ugly game too. Minnesota, 17th and 9 over the Bears. Um, Vikings are another team, tons of talent. And Kirk Cousins almost didn't win in prime time, but he didn't exactly have a good game either. <laughs> he only threw for 87 yards. Uh, yeah, it was ugly. And the Bears, of course, are the Bears. But I think they got something in Justin Fields. It's just a matter of, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to get rid of their head coach? 
and he's got to learn a new offense again. And it's okay. You know, I, I don't know what the Browns as uh, the bears, excuse me, are going to do this off season. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> yeah, I, don't I am. I, I, I we say. didn't, did you, did you know what they were going to do this year in the beginning of the season? Did you I, know? Yeah. I didn't think they'd be good. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, they had, uh, what's his name? Andy Dalton as their quarterback. Yep. Now you got Fields. He's playing. the starting Fields. quarterback. Then, the then there were, were, were. Isn't there another quarterback that has never hasn't even played a, a, a start? Did he even start once? No, Nick Foles. Like, <laughs> Nick Foles is on. Nick Foles is on, on the bench. Yeah, at least they got something now with Fields. I think. I think we're starting. Yeah, to see. I mean, yeah, you could see it. I, I, you know, you know how I felt about him. You know, I was I I was one of the, I was a Fields guy more than I was a Wilson guy. Um, I believe in that kid. I think I think I think he's going to progress nicely. But they need to fix that offensive line. Stop it! You can't you can't con- continue playing football, and you can't play winning football without addressing the trenches, man. You can't, you know. Yeah, you, you know, you have very good players on the defensive line. You need to do the same on the offensive line. Not good. just not. And I'm good. sure it's gonna. Ha- they they got it. They got to build around Fields. It's just a matter of yeah. what they do with coaching, and you know, because now he's gonna have to relearn an offense, and so that that'll be that's another job that's gonna be up there too. I got I gotta mention one guy, Robert Quinn. Man, how long has been in the league, man, as a pass rusher? This guy, <laughs> it's true. He is um, he is still really good, man. You know, and he's been doing it for so long. I remember Aaron Donald talking about that that move that he does where he jumps, he jumps and chops away. And he's talking about that he learned that from Quinn, and he took it and he made it made it his own. You know, so that means Quinn was playing football before Aaron Donald came into the league. <laughs> he's still in the sure. league doing doing damage. 11 years, 98 and a half sacks right now. There you go. Almost 100 sacks. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give the man his flowers, man. He's one yep. of the best we've seen. Trust me. Definitely. Um, another game. Uh, oh, this one This one is a, re- uh, a made-up game as well. On Tuesday, uh, the Rams over Seattle, 20 to 10. Uh, the Rams with the win, obviously. Uh, now they're tied in the NFC West for the division lead with the Arizona Cardinals. Who, of course, we said lost to Detroit. Seattle loss helps us out. That pick gets a little better for us. But um, what's going? I mean, hmm. see, all right, let's because both of these we have questions about. Obviously, like Seattle, if they do, and it looks like they're gonna end up trading Russell Wilson in the in the off season, Like, where is this team going? It, don't know this with or without Wilson. I don't know where this team is going. So yeah, they might have to start start from scratch because I there's no so. answer, right? If if Wilson is not your answer, what's your answer? Right. That's the question, right? And so they don't have any answers right now, and that's the problem. Um, they can't run the ball, and they couldn't throw the ball. Same thing of. 17 of 31 for 156 is not Russell Wilson type numbers, you know. Um, 
you can't have the somebody like DK Metcalf on your team that has six catches for 52 yards. He disappears a lot, Metcalf. How? How? I don't, I don't how, know. how you targeted 12 times and you're a superstar wide receiver and you come down with only six of them? That's a good question. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, are you, are, you know. are they are they throwing the ball too long down the field? Is that what it is? You know, um, I think uh, what's his name was not in um, this this game, right? Uh, Lockett. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think he was out. So that 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 definitely uh, poses an issue. But Metcalf has to be more. You're right, and I think I think this kid he. He showed flashes of good, but he also shows showed flashes of somebody that's a little too cocky, which I understand confidence, but when confidence, cockiness, sometimes it's not a good like that, you know, you know, it's not a good look at some at sometimes, and you kind of show it kind of is a symptom of a larger issue. Uh, but I'm hoping that he's just a good kid that's a little bit off. And he needs to get back to what he does best because I think this kid should be a really special player. He has everything, you know, the size, the strength, the, you know, the tenacity. Oh, he's like a and freak. yeah, he's a freak. yeah. Yep. I mean, nobody looks like him. No, you know, he's just big, fast. Like yep. said, for him to have twelve targets and six catches, that's it. Just doesn't make sense. But and the Rams on the other side. Yeah, they won the game. They did win 20 to 10. But, you know, the Seahawks don't exactly have the best defense in the league. I thought this was. So why are you struggling against them? Yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup is just, he's he's unstoppable. Another Mm -hmm. good game. Nine catches, 136 for two touchdowns. And on the season, just look at, hear these numbers. So far through 14 games, he's got 122 catches for 1,625 yards, and he's also got 14 touchdowns. That's crazy. It's, it is. That's crazy, bro. That's like MVP numbers. I don't think he's going to win the MVP. Wide receivers usually don't, but, I mean, that's just incredible numbers. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I, I, I mean, and the way he does this stuff, that, you know, what's – to me, what's what make what makes him so good is the fact that he's just smarter than everybody around him. He plays on a level, in my opinion, of understanding. I think I watched him run a little five yard yard out, and the way he was being defended, the defender was doing what was right. He was playing with outside leverage, and he was trying to take the out from him, and he understood that. So he kind of chopped his feet a little bit, create just shortening his strides to create a little bit more time so that the run, the quarterback could give him the throw the ball in a place that he could get to. And he did that. And then not only that, then he started sliding, you know, so that means he even slowing his momentum, even, you know, creating even slower, slower momentum, giving a target to the quarterback and, slowing his momentum so he wouldn't be out of bounds. That is next level wide receiver play. You know, um, it's just not just running the route, but understanding what your quarterback needs and giving it to him 
you know, is that's just, that's the elite of the elite. That's what all the wide receivers are supposed to do. So this guy is just playing on a level right now that we haven't seen in a long time. He, he and the kid from Minnesota, Jeff, uh, not Jefferson, is it Jefferson's name? Yeah, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're, they're just balling out of control right now, man. Uh, Cup, Cup is doing it better, but man, I love Jefferson too. Yeah, both <laughs> those guys are just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and the last game of the week, uh, Philly beat Washington 27-17. Washington was signed, was starting uh, Gilbert, who they had signed off of uh, the Cowboys practice squad, I think. Garrett Eesh. Gilbert um, on Thursday. So this guy was practicing with them for three games, uh, three weeks, excuse, uh, three games, three days, uh, three days. <laughs> And he actually played pretty good. He actually wasn't bad. He wasn't the reason why they lost. Um, the Redskins defense just, you know, couldn't stop uh, Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders ran great. Jordan Howard, once again, just the running game is just crazy for yeah, them. That's, that's what they do. Yep. And uh, they, do, they run the ball well. They run the ball well and Hurts throws a couple a couple pretty good balls you know enough enough that you know keep your defense keep your offense off the field and get a, a touchdown or two and that's it you know he ran for two touchdowns and he threw for one yeah yeah if philly like their running game is one of those is the type of running game that could win a lot in the playoffs the problem is the problem but- yeah there you go yeah, their defense gives <laughs> up a lot. Um, yeah. So I, I don't yeah. think they could handle, you know, like a Green Bay or uh, the Rams. That Those are going to be tough games for them because I don't think they have the defense to, to stop that. So, but, um, you know, that's if they get in the playoffs. They may may not even get in. Um, right now it's it's a kind of a big toss-up with the – in the NFC – Right now, New Orleans, Philly, and Minnesota are all tied at seven and seven for that final wild card spot. So anything can happen here in the last three weeks of the season. It's amazing how quickly we've gone through the season. But um, so let's talk. Let's talk quickly for our uh, week sixteen games. Uh, week sixteen, amazing, right? We're down to our last three weeks of the year. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to start it off Thursday night. San Fran at Tennessee. Yeah, San Fran. San Fran is tough. San Fran is could run the ball. They're tough. They're going to possess the ball longer than Titan, San Fran all the way. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, one of the Christmas games. We got two, two games on Christmas. Uh, Cleveland at Green Bay. I believe... Some of the guys are coming back for Cleveland. Baker's coming back. But uh, I think yeah. it's going to be too good for them. Too tough. Yeah, Green Bay's, Green Bay's just tough. They got to figure out their they run, they run, they run game, their run stopping on defense. But I, I see the Packers win this game. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and then Christmas night, uh, Arizona hosting Indianapolis. Should be a good game because – like we were talking about earlier, we got questions about both. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we do. Uh, but like I said, 
if you if you're the Cardinals, if you're the Cardinals, this is not a team you want to be playing right now, trying to figure out your run defense. You know. So that that's my issue right there with them. You know. Um so right now my faith in the Cardinals are pretty low. I would like to see what adjustments the coach coaches make. I don't know if it's too late in season for for adjustments, but it doesn't does I don't like what they look like on defense right now. So I'm gonna go with the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, you, you just don't trust Arizona right now. Um uh, this is a game not many people are gonna watch. Detroit at Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta and Yeah. Right. If you have that's to that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. This is a good game uh, for the AFC North battle here uh, for first place, Baltimore at Cincinnati. And hmm. right now, That's a very good game right now. Jackson is not, he hasn't practiced yet as of yet, but they're not ruling him out as uh, yet for the game. So he might, Lamar Jackson might play. There is a chance he does play. So I don't know if that changes things. Because I don't know how how healthy he is with that. I think it's the ankle, and he hadn't been playing really good football either. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you combine those two things together, and you say the Bengals are the harder team right now. Even if I know that the the Ravens are not an easy out, this is going to be a very good game. Yeah, um, one of the. But games, I think sure. I think I think I think Cincinnati is, is made for this game. They should win this game. I'm not saying that it's going to be a blowout or anything like that. I think they could outlast the Ravens. And you know, with Cincinnati, you know, they haven't had many winning moments over the last a signature win. Yeah, yeah, like this might be it. This might be that signature win. You know, where they they beat Baltimore, they'll go into first place in their division by themselves. So this is interesting. Very big game for them. Um, the Rams at Minnesota. I, I would. I mean, <laughs> got to think the Rams, right? I mean, yeah, you got to think the Rams are going to win this game, right? They should. Should. They they should. But but this is the thing with the with the Vikings, right? The Vikings play opponents like this tough. Right. This is the opponent they will show up for. It, you know they. Kirk Cousins will throw for 390 some yards, three touchdowns. Right. Uh, Justin Jefferson will have 100 some yards rush. I'm, I'm receiving. You know, Cook will run for 150 some yards. This is right. this is right. what they will do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, fantasy players, you know, dream probably. Right. Um, you know. You know. And, they, and yeah, the Rams got to win though. They they got to come out. Of- yeah. Yeah. They they have to win this game. This is this is the games that they need to just shut up. You know, shut it down. Mm-hmm. Shut shut those guys down. Take you know, start start getting ready for the for the you know postseason. You know that to me that that's what needs to be happening. And the other big game for the AFC East, uh, Buffalo at New England. Uh, if New England wins this, Woo! probably puts them at AFC East champ champs. They'll be up by two games with three left. Well, if they, yep. if they win this, yeah, they might clinch it actually. I'm thinking. Yeah, because they they did beat they would have beaten Buffalo twice if they beat them this week. So yeah, um, yeah. So this is a big game right here. Buffalo has their last shot at the division. This again, it goes back to the same thing that happened before. As Buffalo 
going to be able to stop the run? And is if Buffalo going to be able to run the ball? That's going to be the question. You know, I, I, I think Buffalo should be able to split this uh, because I thought I saw a few uh, times in the last game where even in the wind, Buffalo was able to, uh, while their skill position players were able to separate and get space, and Josh Allen was able to hit was was able to hit them. So this should be a Buffalo win, in my opinion. And I'm speaking kind of a little bit or out of the um, from from my heart. <laughs> Because I don't want the Patriots to win again. <laughs> I know. I don't want to see it either. Nobody does. Uh, yeah. So we were done with this. Um, Giants at Philly. Philly has to win. Yeah. The run game. Bring the run game. So, Make, you know, don't turn the ball over. Possess the ball for long periods of time. And the Giants offense sucks. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay. Kind of rebound at Carolina. Yeah, that's a rebound. Yeah, you have to win that game. Yeah. Carolina is just out of sorts right now. Yeah. Chargers at the Texans. Same there. Chargers get right game. Gotta win big there. Get right. Yep. Um, Chicago at Seattle. Chicago at Seattle. It's interesting because neither team. Is that's an interesting, that's an interesting game because I know the 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 offense, the Bears offense has not been playing well, but the Bears defense is actually not that bad, and they could cause issues for a team like the struggling like Seattle. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Their yeah. offense should could struggle against a defense in the Bears that actually could rush the passer pretty good, and uh, they're not easy to throw the ball against either. So. And uh, the, you know, so this is this yeah. is crazy. This is crazy, but I'm 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 going with the Bears. Yeah, I'm I know. I, you know what? You know what? Looking at it, I I kind of feel the same way in that one because I don't I don't know. What is it I'm is it our Jet like. fandom getting in the way of this pick? Are we, are we just wishing and hoping yeah, that, that they lose be, again? Could <laughs> be a part of it. Sure, that's probably a part of our decision making there. Uh, yeah. Pittsburgh at Kansas City. This could be Pittsburgh's last stand for a playoff spot. If mm. everybody wins around them, I don't know, but uh, I don't see them beating Kansas City. I don't see it either. I really don't. Kansas City's playing yeah. so well right now. Yeah, and 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 Pittsburgh is not right. They're just not. They look look at how they were able. They can't run the. They couldn't run the ball. I don't know. They they just not yeah, and teams are just teams are just making that defense look bad, really bad. Yeah, I would stay away from Pittsburgh for sure. Um, Denver at the Raiders. This is another big game because both teams still fighting for a playoff spot. Um, they're still clinging, but they're a game out, both of them. So maybe if one of them loses, Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Raiders should win this game, man. Max Crosby made the playoffs, which which made the Pro Bowl, which I which is he should be commended for, man. Um, shout out to the man because a couple of years ago, I think he was a he, he was an he was suffering uh, substance abuse. I think you know. Right. And look at where he is now. You know. Yep. He's one of the he's one of the more exciting pass rushers in the NFL. So. That's incredible, man. Incredible growth there. And Denver does have 
he talked about it earlier. Drew Locke could be quarterbacking. There you go. Is out again. So yeah, that's that might get ugly that game. Yep. Uh, Washington at Philadelphia. At excuse me, Washington at Dallas. Uh, that's going to be the Sunday night battle. Yeah. Uh, if Nick Mullins is starting again, you know, Dallas should win this game. Dallas' defense has been playing very, very well. Uh, what their offense do adequate enough? They need to wake up though. But I think they should win this game. Yeah, I I think they they should too. Um, even with like I said, he didn't play bad, but um, the defense just didn't step up for Washington against Philly. Um, and Dallas should win this at home, primetime game. They need this game. Um, and then Monday night, both teams coming in seven and seven, fighting for a, a wild card spot. Miami at New Orleans. Interesting game, man. A very interesting game. Tua played against us, um, was able to find, uh, you know, find little holes in our defense. So I don't think he's going to find as many holes in that Saints defense. The question is, is the Saints offense going to be able to move the ball? That's going to be the question. Yeah. Uh, Miami has been hot. <sighs> It's a but, tough game uh, because... Yeah, it's a tough, tough game to pick. Yeah. Tough game to pick. Um, the Saints defense might just carry this team to a victory Monday night. Yeah, I think I'll stick with Miami on this because I really just do not have any faith in what the Saints do on offense right now. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I don't either. I just think the Saints defense, they, they're going to do what they did last week against Tampa Bay. I'm not going to say they're going to shut out Miami, but... They might score a point. They might score a touchdown or two on their own. And I think. I think they. I think they really match up well with 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 the Buccaneers. I think they really do. So, um, the question is: is uh, is uh, what's the kid's name? The the wide receiver for for the Miami. Is he gonna be back then or no? I believe he is. Right. I, I thought. I thought I remember hearing that he is coming back, but. Yeah, if he is, yeah, that's going to be an issue. A lot of more is going to have his hands full with that kid. Yeah, Waddle is definitely the real deal out there for sure. Yep. Yeah, he's back at practice. He's off the There you go. Practice. Yeah. So, all right, so that's it. Um, that's going to be week 16. Um, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody and their families. Have yes, a Merry holiday. Christmas, everyone. Uh, we'll be back here next week and we will talk to you guys then. Have a good one. Take it easy, guys.